Welcome to Ignite the Ones podcast, episode 13. I'm with Casey today, and today we're talking about something pretty exciting. Um, we're talking about the first time Ignite Donuts had a sale. Uh, so it's a very exciting event in the life of any business because it's when you go from this crazy idea to actually like doing a transaction. Um, and so to set the stage a little bit, um, Ignite Donuts was doing, Casey can tell the story better, we were making donuts but not quite selling them yet, and then pushers to food cart and then went downtown and sold downtown and had a really successful outing. So Casey, why don't you uh, talk a little bit, how about you talk about the pre-sale? Like what were you guys doing before you had the food cart, before you went downtown? Like what were you doing making donuts wise? Yeah. And I think I've mentioned it before on this show, but we coined a concept called Donut Fridays where we would be testing donuts and testing recipes per se every Friday in the fall semester. I think it was back in 2018. And um, and even before that, I think even 2017, the fall of 2017, we were doing it too. But in that time period, we had this concept, which we coined was Donut Fridays, where every Friday night, we would, between my buddies and I, the original uh, founders, uh, Jake, Alec, myself, we would make donuts and then do different glazes, different types of donuts and options. And as the students that lived in the residence halls came back from their parties or wherever that they were, wherever they were late at night, we used them as marketing Mm -hmm. objects, I guess. They weren't objects, but marketing test subjects. And um, (laughs) we got really good feedback. And because of that, we, did get our first sale when I was and it was a little bit of backstory, but because of the Donut Fridays, I was telling a lot of my friends and my coworkers at the time. And one of the coworkers I had was when I was working at Ruby Tuesdays. His name is Tim, and he lived right next door in an apartment or a house uh, right next door to where we were living and making the the donuts in the residence hall, and. He ended up placing an order, and we gave him a couple dozen donuts. Gave us a lot, of, some money. I shouldn't, say, I should say, not a lot of money, but some money. Seems like a lot of money at the time. And uh, yeah, yeah, we. So that was the real our, first sale, not the exactly. first sale. So yeah. I guess, I guess the title of this video, this podcast, should be the first big sale. But I was talking about the first first sale. That's interesting. I didn't actually. Yeah. Didn't yeah. Know. So. What kind of donuts did he buy? Was it just like, give me some donuts? I don't care. Yeah. So at the time we transitioned from having donut holes to actually having full size donuts. And so I think some were filled, some were chocolate glazed and some were maple and vanilla. We had a lot of different variations with them. We even sold cookies and cream cake donuts to him, which he loved. And he was a repeat customer for some time before he moved. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was good. And he, because of him, other people started buying slowly, and then we started getting some press. And then leading up to our first legitimate sale, legal sale, I should mm-hmm. say, at, in downtown Mount Pleasant, we were able to um, get get some good press. So CM yeah. Life wrote an article about us. The Morning Sun wrote an article about, about us. And then Second Wave Media, which is another media company, uh, that focuses on entrepreneurs. They wrote an article about us. So leading up to September 13th, 2018, 
I think that's a Thursday night was our first actual sale. We had a lot of press and a lot of people following us. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them happened to be at my residence because I was in an RA in Trout Hall. It's the best and marketing. You had the you had them right right where you wanted them. You talked to them every day and be like, hey, by the exactly. way, want yeah. some bonus? <laughs> yeah. So it was pretty cool. Um, we got people to line up. We were supposed to start selling at 9 p.m. Then we had actual customers at 9 p.m. knew know about us and we were ready by 9 30 we lost one customer because we were we underestimated how how much prep was needed right into getting the food cart ready well, it was kind of like the wild west for you guys back then you didn't really know like the product yeah. wasn't finalized the process wasn't finalized I mean, oh, yeah you were still figuring out even getting yourself familiar with the food cart i mean in that yeah I didn't even know how to make a transaction, honestly. Right, yeah. I mean, did you guys have Square back then, or was it cash we did. only? You we did, did have Square. Square, but we didn't have a cash box. And so we were we just had the nice independent bank cash transfer envelope thing um, or a unit, and mm-hmm. we used, used that. And then after the first one, first it night, we laugh. Like, you guys. You, you invested to get Square, but you didn't think getting a cash box. Square was free for us. That is true. Square. Well, didn't you have to buy the little doohickey? Not at that time. We didn't even use that. So we just really? used the, one, the plug-in chip. And so there's this plug-in chip adapter that we could just take and swipe cards because that was when people swiped cards. Yeah. And uh, we were able to take transactions there. And we, we had a line of 30 people. It was crazy. Like. That very night, we were like, this is going to go viral. We're going to make a huge impact on the community. People love our donuts. We had people leaving reviews on Facebook, say, come get it. And we had people trying it that were bar hoppers. It was awesome. We were hopping and popping. And we got close. I think we got over $400 of sales in a couple hours, which is remarkable for not just showing up. Yeah, so, for where you were, I, I think the whole thing was – uh, very successful. I think it was a testament to the word of mouth marketing you created leading up to the event because you, you really did create an event out of it. Yeah. Um, I I don't I didn't personally go. I missed this great moment in the McDonald's history, but I was there. I think I was in the residence hall. And I remember hearing about it, or maybe that was the year before me. I don't remember. But. You did. I do remember you actually being a customer and purchasing donuts at, at one, one point. Of the, yeah. Yeah. I. I yeah i don't i wasn't there for the first one i missed out on the first one so let's let's recap for a little bit how long was it since you're like hey we started making donuts and experimenting to we're making this first legal sale like how long was that that was probably so outside of donations um Mm -hmm. what i would say is it took us from July of 2017 was the first time I actually created a recipe for the business. Uh-huh. And then we actually started selling September 13th, 2018. So just over a year. So wow. a year and three months, which is not bad. And no, I think that's important to point out. Like people, you're thinking like, whoa, that's real long. But when you think about it in the grand scheme of things for a business, that's really not that bad. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure when you started, you weren't even sure you wanted to do a food cart. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it was a $3,000 investment right there. That's so, a lot of money for a college student, you know. Yeah, but I was actually thinking about that today. Like, that, those $3,000 kind of launched our platform, you know, mm-hmm. allowed us to have a platform. Outside of that, we weren't getting any sales. So it's not like we could just set up a table and a stand. And Right, not legally yeah. at least. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it was pretty interesting. And, you know, we had to be – because of that, of selling downtown, we learned a lot. We got into a process. You know, the first part is confusion, just trying to sell and right, get process right. started. Then you start figuring out how to solve issues from the issues that you've found out. And then you create an even better process. Then you realize that what this process is is good, but it's limiting you from the next level. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, from our food cart, we could go to a food trailer or a food truck and increase our sales like that. But the costs for those are, you know, much higher, you know? Yeah, those are expensive. A lot so, more than $3,000. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I did want to think about this, how the product has changed a lot, right? I mean, it, it, so if I'm familiar, the first sale, did you mostly do donut holes still on that first sale, that first legal sale? Yeah. So you did yeah, so, so it, it was always donut holes, right? I mean, um, but you did experiment yeah. early on with some savory options, didn't you? Was that not the first yeah. thing, but later on? Yeah, we even when we were selling downtown, we did we sold pizza donut holes and mac and cheese donut holes, and a lot of people liked them. Mm-hmm. And they were innovative, they're unique, and the reason why we were trying that out is because we were trying to cater to the crowd. The audience right. right there. Well, yeah, that's important to establish the market you guys were going for. The whole point of being downtown Mount Pleasant late at night on Thursday nights was bar hoppers. You know, yeah. uh, Mount Pleasant has a ton of bars. And so the idea is that people come out of a bar, they're hungry, they want something, and hey, there's a donut cart right there. So why not go to the donut cart? And I think that was that was really your target market. Um, and you had some recurring customers, didn't you? And I remember you talking about one guy who kept coming back. He liked your donut. He was skeptical at first, and then he tried the donut. I don't know if you know who I'm talking about, but you had a couple of repeat customers, didn't you? A couple nights. Yeah, yeah. They were especially since they were intoxicated. They were quite humor. Like they gave us a lot of humor, and right. uh, it was very animated and fun. And because our donuts were are good, and they were hungry, they very they animated it very well, and they're actually really good, uh, good customers and influencers. They, I, we had a couple different customers that had our donuts, went into a couple bars, yelled in front of the whole whole bar, just uh, and say, and they said that everyone's got to try these donuts. And you know, they made a fool out of themselves. They didn't really care. They probably don't remember a couple it, customers. But... <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it was fun to get to know a lot of people and a lot of people even going forward after we stopped selling downtown um or at least not selling as often they still know us as the donut guys so um which is pretty cool you know we i know you have the experience too but within this past year we've had several different people a lot of people come to us and say didn't you guys aren't you guys the donut guys that sold downtown and right you created a word of mouth, which is really yeah. awesome. Right. That's what they say, the best, the best marketing strategy. I think that says a lot about the impact and the, the impact, the positive impact of word of mouth marketing is that that's how we're still remembered. You know, we've done so many other things since then, you know, 
Facebook page increase and events and, you know, stuff on campus, but still that, you know, that kind of persona of selling a donut off a street cart. That's the one that's persisted for a lot of people. Uh, and I guess that just shows the, uh, the power of word of mouth marketing, although it's been a while since that happened. Right. So yeah, people start to age out, you know, of the CMU community who were there. Yeah. So uh, it's time to, that's what we got to do. We got to, we got to recreate an event like that where uh, people remember us for something. Exactly. Yeah. That's the challenge for all businesses, I suppose. So <laughs> cool, cool, cool. So, <laughs> so did you, what did you learn from the first legal sale that you took to the second legal sale? Let's, let's talk about the direct. Improvement. Yeah. And then we can talk oh. about maybe the improvement of the product and how it's changed. Cause it started out as donut holes, but it's changed a lot than what we sell now. So, yeah. So the, the biggest piece of advice was we learned our flaws and where the flaws were. And then, we basically became more prepared and whether it was having a cash box or a better POS system, even though it was the same system, a better uh, tool to use mm -hmm. and signage as well as just how things are positioned from a marketing standpoint, how we marketed. I think the second time we went, we tested it completely different process it was much smoother and allowed us to really be innovative and our customers we didn't have the same following the second time as we did the first time because the mm -hmm. hype wasn't there right. but we still had repeat customers and we still did pretty well we did a few hundred dollars of sales it wasn't as much as we did the first week but um, we were like, yeah. maybe we're on to something. And so I, I would say we just be, we were more prepared mm -hmm. in all aspects of it. The production process, the actual process of selling the donuts and then even closing up and tearing things down. Right. Yeah. Even that's the, that's something that I learned was underestimating how long it takes to set up a food cart and then tear it down. You're talking like an extra two hours at least on top of everything else, it, it takes a long time to set up. It's like there's always one thing you're missing or can't find or, you know, something doesn't work. There's always something yeah. every time you set it yeah. up. I don't know. Or, well, that's, we got better at lighting the, the uh, <laughs> food cart. <laughs> you know how we, so you guys for a long time would light the propane lighter on the food cart when it was on full so it would like practically explode. You know, we... <laughs> Yeah. That's that's another ignite done at the PSA. If you have a propane food cart, turn it down and then light it. And yeah. Don't it don't won't start explode and fry your eyebrows. You still have all your eyebrows though, so barely. Yeah. <laughs> so specifically, how did the so you started out with donut holes and then we came up with the donut kit later. And so the donut kit yep. was kind of an evolution of the donut holes you'd already tested and proved worked. And so then um, the next summer, you know, we did the food truck Fridays. And now instead of selling donut holes, we were selling the donut kits. And so how, how was that different? How did people respond differently? And how was the target market at food truck Fridays different than the downtown crowd? Yeah. So, Food Truck Fridays catered to the lunch crowd. So people coming from CMU and the Mount Pleasant community wanting to try 
some local food and wanting to try different types of foods. And so we are unique because we're a snack dessert food cart when a lot of people were going there to get their munchies or their lunch. Mm there weren't as many people looking just to get solely dessert. And mm -hmm. so we were getting people that had lunch and then wanted dessert afterwards. But right. if you take a crowd of a hundred people that come to an event for lunch, not all a hundred people are going to go away with a dessert item too, because right. ads, you know, it costs money. So, mm -hmm. and so we catered to them specifically by selling sweet donut holes and having just specifically a an option of dessert mm -hmm. and so we put ourselves in that place and then secondly our layout our signage everything that we put into setting up and tearing down was much better than what yeah. we did the year before and so that helped us out tremendously because we where we gain credibility. And as a student-run venture, credibility is one of the most important aspects that a venture needs right. in selling something. And our something was selling donut kits. The donut kit evolved because we needed to create a convenient option that kept the quality and the, the essence of what we were making prior to the donut kit intact. So the donut kit was nice because people could purchase the donut kit, take it with them on the go. They can customize it by having plain donuts or how much glaze that they want by um, dipping the donuts in, in the glaze. And for those that, of you that don't know what a donut kit is, right. our original donut kit is essentially a packaging unit. And then within that unit, is six donut holes that are yeast raised donut holes which you can't get anywhere else they are warm they are large and they're easy to dip so we have a two ounce portion cup container and then those donut holes are used to dip themselves or have a customer dip those donut holes into the right. our icing containers and they can have as much or as little glaze as that as they mm -hmm. want Possible. Right. It's a unique experience for donuts. It's not just your standard donut, you know. You yeah. Can, and there's also customizable options. You can swap the icing, swap the kind of donut, and sometimes you can have toppings. That's something we added. Um, exactly. It's a great thing for food carts is customizability. It's a huge thing for food carts. And we had sprinkles, we had crushed up Oreos, we had you name it. We had it. Yeah. And even an ice cream sundae, that was a, an addition late in the summer when it was starting to get real hot. Like, hey, what if we uh, <laughs> added ice cream to this? Which keeping the ice cream cold without like a freezer was its own challenges, but uh, it yeah, sold really well. And I thought it's one of my personal favorite things we've created was that donut ice cream sundae. That was really good. So that's the tale of Ignite Donuts' first unofficial sale, our first official sale. And then our evolution to selling where we are today in the food cart. Uh, leave your feedback in the comments below and be sure to like this podcast, share it with your friends, and we really appreciate your support. This has been Ignite Donuts Podcast 13. I'm Chris signing out. And I'm Casey. Thank you. Thanks.